0: Welcome to the network. I got a guy that I've known about 20 years with me here today. So before we get into all of that, I need y'all to understand that the number one thing that we're trying to do here with the network is spread wisdom. The network is my attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. Every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual and financial health of Black people living in and traveling through America. Today's guest is Dr. Doug Laverne. Doug, thank you for being here, man. How you doing today?
1: All good, man. Thanks for being on, man. I, I much appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man, you, you got a lot of wisdom to share with us today. Um, I'm, I'm really I'm excited that you're here. I kind of nerd out doing this little podcast, man. You know, I got a small audience, but they, they appreciate what we do here. So, man, I appreciate you being here. So, give us a little bit of your background. Tell us who you are, where you came from, all of that good stuff. All
1: right. Well, like I said, you know, Doug Laverne, I'm originally from, got an interesting background, like you said. I mean, born in Galveston, Texas. So, actually, I'm native Texas. But as we just discussed, my family's from the small town in in Louisiana, Basile. Both mom and dad are from Basile. We moved over to Texas and had kids and mom and dad separated, we moved back to Baziel and, you know, we grew up in Basile in the summer times came over to Texas and worked in the, in, in the rice fields with the dad and, you know, grew up with a nice surrounding of family. Uh, uh, my mom has total, uh, 11, well, five brothers and six brothers and, and, and four sisters. So it was a family of 11. They all had kids. Damn. And so I had a, you know, a very, 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 very large family. And, like I said, moving over to Lake Charles and, you know, high school, you know, the standard high school in the, in the nineties, uh, you know, going to Southern and, and deciding on, 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 you know, going to Southern over the Gremlins and the, and all those things, man, and going to Southern and, and, and really uh, thinking I was going to be a music major and or wind up in an, in an agriculture class. And, um, you know, that took off with, with ag, ag and, you know, and, and me being having a little farming background and agriculture background, I knew what it was and, but I really didn't know uh, what I was going to do in it. And I knew I was like, you know, teaching and I thought I was going to be a music teacher and uh, decided to be an agriculture teacher and did that and uh, got some more education, man, and taught high school for a couple of years and went back and got a, a higher degree and start teaching at the university professor and doing those things and move back here to Texas, man. And, you know, so I've been in the higher education university professor for about 13 years now. And uh, so now recently, um, well, about four years ago, I was got into the administrative side of it. So department head, associate dean, and, you know, now associate dean, and, and now we're going to head up a, a new uh, collaboration in Dallas with a Commerce at Dallas. And so, that's professional life, but no personal life. Like I said, wife, married, three boys. Um, you know, typical black man stuff in America. Uh, but
0: that's, yeah. that's kind of where I am. Okay, okay, man. Th- this brother is in higher education, but I-, I need y'all to understand that this is a true country boy. All right, so I'm just I'm just gonna read something off off your questionnaire because I grew up in Lafayette, and Lafayette is kind of country. But one thing that we never did in Lafayette was swim in cow ponds. <laughs> we never went swimming in cow ponds. So, man, what? Okay, so you got to educate me, right? Because, you know, La- Lafayette is it's kind of urbanized a little bit, you know. So we had pastures and stuff to play in, but I didn't grow up around any cow ponds. So, man, educate me on the art of swimming in cow ponds.
1: OK, so first of all, let's take out the swimming, because when you think of swimming, you think, uh, you know, actual uh, 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 swimming uh, or going oh, to yeah. a swimming pool and just having fun and d- jumping off the diving board and maybe swimming to one end of the pool or swimming, you know, going. No, nah, it wasn't. We're going we're gonna to use swimming very loosely uh, here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but obviously in Brazil, which is a very small town, uh, we don't have a city pool. Uh, But we do have a lot of acreage that will happen to have ponds uh, that a farmer will dig a hole for the water to fill up for their cattle to have some water, you know. And so um, us being young kids with no swimming pools, uh, you know, we would just be riding our bikes and we would see a cow pond and we would mark it off the map that. That may be a place we may want to go swimming. And yeah. so, you know, um, early in the morning or late in the evening, uh, we would go and swim in these, these holes. They're, they're, they're holes, basically. It's just a, a big hole in the field. Uh, but but the, the thing about those, those cow puns, those cow uh, uh, patties were, it was mud and you know that clay mud and once you get in there now when before you get in there because all of the the dirt is settled at the bottom it's a nice color it you know it's it's you know it's it's water man so it looks it's crystal lake you know but but once you start playing it and all that sediment starts to mix with the water so now you got you know it's but it's mud now if you know and if you country boy you know if you put mud on you and it dries it, it it dries like a paste yeah well yeah. if you swim in this long enough when you get out you're going to be pasty you're going to be a, you're going to have a, a pasty <laughs> and you won't and the only way you get that off is obviously if you take a bath the parents used to always tell us y'all yeah, stay out of those pastures that of swimming out of there because that's dangerous somebody get hurt something like that there's uh, ain't no nine one one in bazil they would have to matter of fact maybe come from eunice that would be the closest town where the ambulance would come from which is about 25 minutes away so you don't go swimming in there because that's not a place for you to go swimming yeah yeah we're kids so you know we're gonna try to do it while the parents are at work and so pretty much for the most times we got away with it but i remember one time we didn't get away with it because again like you said we came home with that sheen on with that that murky zombie sheen on and the guy that was retired told on us and we got in trouble but that's what that's what swimming in cow patties were, man. Uh, maybe about five or six feet deep, uh, and yeah. So I don't know what type of bacteria that I still may be carrying. <laughs> from swimming in a cow
0: yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, true, true country boy. So you you mentioned that you spent your summers with your dad in Raywood, which is you know a little town in, in southeast Texas. And your dad was a rice farmer?
1: Yeah, yeah, dad so was a rice farmer.
0: Is this where you kind of developed your love for agriculture, or was it kind of like a love-hate relationship? Because I, I know you had to work with your dad.
1: Yeah, oh. I, again, Basil, the cow patty. So I, I knew what cattle was, I knew what pigs was, yeah. hog, you know, those things like that. And like I said, I had uncles and, and the people in the neighborhood, they hunt, they fish. And so I was always familiar with animals. Um, like I said, dad, dad grew up a rice farmer, and so he was farming rice in Louisiana. And so, actually, when he moved to Texas, that's one of the reasons why he moved to Texas was because there was this this company that they had all these fields out in Anowac and all those places out on I ten uh, that they were looking for people to you know to to share crop basically. So he moved to Texas as a basically as a sharecropper, and uh, and so again, former rice I had an older brother, and so you know once I got old enough to, to work in those fields, that's what we did, you know, in the, in the summer. And so I understood it. Um, I say it was a love, Hey, because again, you know, my summers, my summers were spent in, 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 in the fields, you know, where my friends and those things like that, I mean, they would go to baseball camps and all these other camps and those things. And now nah, I, I had to go work in the rice field. Uh, and so, uh, um, you know, that's kind of where I, 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 I got that, that aspect of agriculture. Again, I, I cattle raised with cattle and, and pigs and those things like that. Uh, and so, you know, just expanding that side of agriculture. Oh, okay. We're animals, okay, plants, Oh, plants, farming rice, you know, those things of that nature. And so, yeah, so that was the one that, uh, got me working in those fields pretty early.
0: Okay. So man, I, I want to ask you this because Um, we think about so Southern University is an agricultural and mechanical college. So I'm thinking about white collar versus blue collar. Mm -hmm. You know, the the talented 10th versus now we need to be able to work with our hands, Mm -hmm. right? So do you have a position in that, you know, should we, you know, Let's use our our young people, you know, kids who are coming up in school today. Um, Man, do you think we should maybe push them a little more towards the agricultural and mechanical model? You know, maybe be a little more blue collar, being able to do some some self-sustaining things. And, you know, because I know you mentioned that as well. I want to talk about that or, um, you know, should should maybe our kids maybe pursue some things that are considered to be, quote unquote, you know, white collar type stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I think you need to, I know the easy, the, the easy answer, I guess the, the political answer would be to keep everything, you know, you, but basically, yes, you want a balance. Um, okay. uh, you're going to need a doctor. You're going to need somebody to do your taxes. Uh, the society that we live in, it lends itself to being, like you said, the white collars and the blue collars, however, um, you should still have a holistic view of the world and the society that you live in, uh, just for even just the simple fact of just knowing if it, if you want a better life, if you want to improve on your life, you may be able, the doctor may tell you that white collar doctor may tell you certain, you may be allergic to certain things. You mm-hmm. may be allergic to certain uh, uh 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 chemicals okay but let's say you like strawberries you like strawberries you like fresh strawberries but the white collar doctor tells you that you can't eat the strawberries from H-E-B or Walmart because they use a certain type of chemical or something that that you, it makes you allergic to them. if you have a holistic view there may be a way for you to grow your own strawberries therefore allowing you to enjoy something that you like because you understand that you have the knowledge to grow your own strawberries and so it in turn it makes you a more obviously a holistic person but you know you're not dependent on one individual or one entity to provide you with something that you may like uh and so you know I, it's it's easy for me to say obviously hands-on agriculture you work with your hands because that's my side of it but i right. do get the right. the other side of it you know in those things of, of of being able to do a job that you love but but also understanding that hey listen the clothes on your back the food that you eat uh all of those things are part of agriculture and 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 you know, learning with your hands at the end of the agricultural and mechanical system was indeed because, again, back in those days, you didn't have a lot of options to be a white collar worker because they didn't have a big Walmart for you to go. They didn't have an HEB, a Piggly Wiggly. They didn't have these places where you can buy bananas and fruits and vegetables pretty much 12 months out of the year. That wasn't the case. So you had to learn how to be agriculturally inclined or you were going to starve. Well, again, in these days, twenty 2020, twenty twenty one, if you live in downtown Houston, guess what? You can have a garden. You can plant some things. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just traditional planting. There's urban agriculture. There's sustainable agriculture. And so, there, you know, the big push in these cities is listen. We want to grow our own food. These food, these these little market niches where they're selling honey for like twenty five dollars. Uh, you know, a little thing of honey is twenty five dollars. Yeah. yeah. And you're like. And he's like, I'm selling these out, you know, it's like, man, you, you know, because that's what people want. People are, are a little bit more conscious on what they're putting in their bodies. So,
0: okay. Yeah. Good, man. That's a, that's a good segue because yeah. you mentioned chemicals, mm-hmm. the word chemicals. So mm-hmm. just if you can on, so we shop at Kroger primarily, right? So you know that's where we get our produce from. So we get our fruits and vegetables from there. If it's not organic, okay, does it have some type of chemical on it or in it? Um. So,
1: okay, yes and no. Okay, Okay. and this answer is it, it. Okay, so let's take the the word that you just use, organic. Organic is a label that the government puts what you have to pay for. <laughs> okay, okay. So you have to pay for them to put the label on your produce to say that it is organic. And so that means that you can't use uh certain certain pesticides, certain chemicals. Okay? Or or or, or, or
0: there's a threshold.
1: Or there okay. And so in certain instances, this is where it gets tricky in certain instances. There may be a threshold on how much you can use, but unless you dis, unless you did the research on that, you would never know, but it could be classified as organic. Okay. And okay. so prime example, we have a blueberry form here at ANM commerce. We don't use any pesticides. Uh, we don't use any, any, any herbicides. Uh, it's, it's all natural, but we can't call it organic because we didn't want to pay the the, the fees just to be, get the label to be slapped on it as organic. And so we tell people, listen, there, we don't use pesticides. We don't use chemicals. And they say, oh, is it organic? And that's what we kind of give them the, okay, well, organic just means that, that we paid the government some money to say that this is certified organic. Mm-hmm. And that's where the word organic comes from. And so going back to your, your H E Bs and your Krogers and those things, now as you know that they do sell organic produce. There's a section that says organic produce. Um and then there's the regular produce. Now, even the regular produce there the the company that, that 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 put that produce out, there isn't anything in there that 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 could be potentially harmful because they're not covered if they have something in there they can get sued you know they're not covered under hey listen oh well uh, my child ate this and they got sick well we're you know we're we we're we're excluded from being sued no they can be sued and so yeah. these companies even though they have mass production of those things they have a, a they still have a, a, a legally, right to be able to not sell you anything that's going to harm you or, 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 or cause any type of, of of ailments or anything of that nature. And so even though it's not organic and you say, well, I only eat organic. I only want organic things because it's, well, that's fine. Um, but unless you specifically have went to the doctor and the doctor have told you, Hey, listen, you can't eat this type of uh, a vegetable or this type of fruit because it can potentially have some chemicals on it or something of that nature then you can just buy the regular you can just buy the 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 the, the regular vegetables and not the organic vegetables but even saying that and not being long, make, to make a to make the long story long like we say <laughs> most people when we're talking about that mike is they don't want gmo they don't want the genetically modified corn Okay. So they want the organic because it's it can't organic can't be ge- basically genetically modified. So they don't want the genetically modified corn. So I'm wanting to get the uh, organic, you know, those things of that nature. So that's how okay. that kind of you know uh, uh, plays when you're shopping at a at a local at a, at a Walmart or a Kroger's or something like that.
0: Okay. So I want I'm a, I'm gonna ask a follow up question and then I want to ask you a question about about GMO okay okay so my follow-up question is so the fee that I pay for an organic produce the markup is is the markup in price a product of the fee that a company a commercial farm has to pay in order to say it's organic so is that, is that price difference? It it? Yeah, because you, they're going to, they're going
1: to, it's going to be, you're going to, you're going to pay for the difference that they are being charged from the, you know how they say they, they, they pass mm-hmm. down the price. If somebody yeah. does something, they just pass down the price to the consumer. So yeah. that's what's happening. They're just passing down the price to the consumer because Again, let's take the foreman. If you grow organic tomatoes, you have to grow a lot of organic tomatoes because guess what? You can't use pesticides. You can't use herbicides. So guess what's going to happen to most of your tomatoes? The insects are going to eat. They're going to eat. They're going to eat. <laughs> if you want 10 tomatoes organically, you better plant 40. Really? Yes. Wow. You want you want 10 you know, you want ten bushels of corn organic. You you better you better plant fifty bushels. Okay. Because again, you can't. So you walk outside. Oh, I see that I have some some aphids eating my, my 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 corn. Well, guess what? You can't you can't put any pesticides on there because remember we want it to be organic. So you can't use those pesticides. So guess what? You have to use some okay instance weeds. Weeds what you know weeds will start well, well, start taking over you know you put mm-hmm. you put something in the ground the grass will start taking over those things of that nature well you can't put in any herbicide you can't put any 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 roundup on it or anything like that to kill it right so guess what you have to use you have to go out there with a with a, with a hole and, and 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 hold a garden you know you got to go out there to rake cut the cut the grass around the garden so that you know the grass doesn't compete with the with the plant
0: okay. and we got to pay for that extra labor
1: yes yeah, so you got to pay for that extra labor and you got to play because I only got 10. So you're gonna have to pay that premium price for it being organic. That is where the price is transferred down to the consumer. Whereas in the GMO seeds, guess what? They're genetic, They're genetically modified. So guess what? We can genetically modify them so that the aphids don't even like them. <laughs> so they're going to grow fruitful and bountiful because we've pretty much taken out all of those things that would prevent it from growing without put with, organically. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, also we can we can genetically modify it. And if you've ever grew anything, you know that things ripe different times. Yeah. You know, they, things ripe at different times. So if I'm a big company and I wanna be sure that I put all of my, I wanna harvest this at the same time. So guess what? I'm gonna genetically modify this plant to where it blooms all at one time and I can go out there and get it all and come back in and be done with it. And so that's where you start, you know, for the large population, that's where the, the, the genetically modified comes in. And that's why you can get corn and bananas and all those things at certain times a year, because they've genetically modified it so that it could be available to the consumer.
0: Um, and that, that is so interesting. So did. Oh, let me, let me give you some background information on me. Listen, I've been, I've never been hunting. Okay. So I'm, I'm from Lafayette. I'm from Louisiana, which is called a sportsman paradise. Okay. But I've never (laughs) been hunting. I've been fishing like maybe two times in my life. all All right. I have never grown anything. You know, it just wasn't man. While it was all around me, while I had cousins, you know, who did all of that stuff, friends, partners who did it all man, I was, I was in the sports, right. You know, yeah. I was in the sports and neither one of my parents were, you know, really into the agricultural stuff, you know, they, yeah. you know, their their parents were able to send them off to college and they both ended up, you know, basically working, you know, kind of what we talked about the white right. college jobs. Right? right. So man, my, my background information is very limited, right. <laughs> in all of this. So genetically modified, GMO mm-hmm. was GMO started in order that let me ask this. Let me ask this question. This is a question I really want to ask. Would we be able to supply the masses with food without GMO?
1: No, no, okay. no, no, we would not. No, nah, not, but no, by any stretch. Okay you say well if we did it before we we we, we did it before right it, it had been done before but let's let's circle back to what what I start what I said earlier and what you said earlier A M college Southern University AM college mm-hmm. agriculture almost now what's the new trend i just talked about the new trend growing your own food right so it's all a circle right. so what people are doing is saying listen if I don't want to eat GMO food, yeah, I might have to grow my own. And so, if you don't want the GMO food, then guess what's going to happen to those that don't grow their own or can't or don't have the ability to grow their own? They're probably going to go, because guess what? They ain't buying it, that, those $7 a pound of strawberries, those organic strawberries, they're not buying those. Right. Do they have right. the land? You know, did he talk about land and those things of that nature? Um, and so we would we would not we would we just unfortunately would not be able to supply the the demand for food if it wouldn't be for GMOs. And so that's, you know, and as an agriculture person, as a person working in agriculture, you know, I I, I, I see both sides of it. You know if you say man that's you know G- I'm, I'm staying away from gmos that's just that's you know that's just bad i not granted that yes for example some G- some of the the gmo foods are not as nutritious as those that are organic or those that are heirloom you know coming from straight from a seed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that that is that's true that's been researched that's been scientifically true but again if Dow and, and all these 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 Eminem Mars and all these agriculture companies you know they gotta Walmart has charged them to hey listen I need del Monte corn on my shelves yeah how are you going to supply this food demand that that the, that the country needs? well we can't say well everybody well in that case well everybody needs to be their own farmer well we know that for the case that in today's society that couldn't happen. Right. You know, right. that can happen. But again, we have a choice. Those that have become educated, we have a choice to say, you know what? I, I think I'm just going to I can buy organic or we can really have a choice to say, you know what? If I got a little land or some space, just, I'll just I'll just grow my own. I'll just just grow my own. So okay. it's yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a fine line. You know, and like I said, that's why you, again, you 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 get educated about it. You understand, you know, those things about growing things and, and gmos and 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 you know why some people don't want them versus why some people you know uh, we just wouldn't be able to survive everybody would be farmers if we say no to to gmo uh those things of that nature that's why countries come in and try to steal they go to iowa and try to they you know how many people you know how many times a year that iowa that there's a report that they found some like chinese nationalists in a in a in a cornfield still in a corn, field stealing corn uh, uh still mm-hmm. a corn girl yeah mm-hmm. it's like yeah. like <laughs> you know Same. because they're they trying to get the, they're trying to get that gmo seed and even the gmo seed let me tell you something if anybody listening that somebody says hey hey guess what i got some gmo seeds you need to run from that person because the the authorities are probably looking for them right now because those things are highly guarded. They're not giving GMO seeds away because those, like I said, that's their bread and butter. So somebody tell you they got some GMO seeds. You might need to stay away from them because somebody's
0: looking for them. (laughs) Listen, that's good information. I watched a series that came on FX a few years ago called The Americans. And basically the main characters were, were Russian spies Living in America, and mm-hmm. I never forget, man. One of the episodes, they broke into um, this place where all these seeds were, mm-hmm. you know, and they were trying to steal these seeds so they can get them back to Russia, you mm-hmm. know, so they can do uh, the research on them and and try to be able to grow sustainable mm-hmm. crops, man. Mm-hmm. No, man, That's you, real life, man. <laughs> man, that that is so interesting. All right, so listen, if you're at home watching on YouTube. I need you to go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and subscribe if you're listening to the audio podcast um give us a five-star rating all right you are listening to dr douglas laverne this brother has a phd in agricultural education all right doug so i asked you about your why you know the things you're passionate about and you said self-empowerment And self-sustainability, being able to live a life that allows you to not depend solely on one entity, whether that's for food or finances. So we're going to come right back to to food and agriculture and stuff like that. Um, But first first thing I want to ask you, man, is uh, talk about how do we develop. Alternate sources of income, you know, so that we don't have to solely. Depend on one entity.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, finding something, again, it, it's it so cliche, but it's so true. Finding something that you're passionate about. It, finding something, let me, I'll break it down. Finding something you're passion, passionate about and make money off of it. <laughs> that's, that's, in, in a nutshell, that's the cliff notes. Find something you like doing or that you can do, I want to say really well, Something that you, you can do that you can get money off of it and get paid services for it, and guess what? You will become better at it. This podcast is not your first, or, or this episode's probably not your first episode. It's probably better than the first time you've done it. And so, the more you do things, the the more you go back and critique, the better you get at it. That that guy who does the floors or that guy who does you know, any type of work with his hands or that gal who does any type of work with hands, they've done You say, wow, man, they've done such a good job at XYZ. They've done such a good job at this. Well, guess what? There probably was a time where they didn't do such a good job, but they've, you know, they've grown, they've discovered, and they have continuously learned. And so finding something that you're passionate about and doing it for. Again, maybe financial gain uh, uh, if there's an avenue for that. Uh, also, you know, just about just like I say, just being being getting educated. Yeah. Uh, 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 just just uh, and, and again, not a big quote guy, but one of the things I always remember is doubt kills more dreams than failure. And I never understood that That's good. you would doubt yourself out of your dreams before you even fail. You won't even get the chance to fail because yeah, you didn't doubt it yourself. You you, you doubted yourself clearly out of the, 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 the chance to do something. And so you can't say, man, I tried this and I failed. Guess what? Most people don't even get to that point. They don't get to the point and say, I tried because they've doubted themselves out of even doing it. And so just like I say, just, more, you know, like I say, we live in a capitalistic society. America is a capitalistic society, meaning that everything is based upon capitalism, whether you like that or not. It is capitalism. The, the, the dollar is what makes our lives in America. That's correct. And the more opportunities that you have to increase that, the better your livelihood can become. And that's just the that's just the fact of our life. That's just America that we live in. And so having multiple streams of income or, or doing things that you love and also being able to make money off of it, it allows you, it affords you the opportunity. Also, you make get enjoyment out of it. You yeah, you make money off of it, but I enjoy. I enjoy doing those things. I enjoy. You know, my wife always talks about you know all of these little side, these little side things that I've done, and I you know I tell her that's because I I enjoy doing them. I, you know, I I wanted to find something that I enjoy doing. I mean, obviously I enjoy my I enjoy my uh, my job, but you know just just finding something else to do, and if you're really talented, you, you can make money off of it. And now I haven't ran across anybody yet to say, you know what, I, 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 you know what, money, I don't need money, uh, uh, you know, to, to, uh, uh, to live in America, because that's not, that's not the world we live in, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the second thing you you talk about is self-sustainability. And you asked the question, if Walmart runs out of food, can you grow or catch your own? So let me answer for me first, no, but I could figure <laughs> it out, okay so now here's my question and and this is kind of tongue in cheek but not really right so what are the chances of of Walmart running out of food and and i'm I'm framing that in the reference of commercial farming, you know, mm-hmm. is it realistic to expect that um that I actually would have to find or farm or hunt my own food in the reference of commercial farming, you know, right. like, cause that's, that's where the majority of America's food is produced, you know, through right. commercial farming. So right. how far would society have to deteriorate for something like that to happen? You know, for Walmart to actually run out of food and then I have to go in, find, farm, hunt my own. Right. <laughs>
1: I don't think in our lifetime, Mike, uh, and I'm assuming that we're going to live long, prosperous lives, I don't know if in our lifetimes we will ever, there will ever be a time in our lifetimes where we, a Walmart will run out of food. Um, um, I, 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 but kind of circling back to you know what we what we talked about a little bit earlier um enjoyment life self fulfillment uh being able to like i said being self sustainable is also not necessarily also a, a, about if Walmart's going to be able to run out of food but the ability and the satisfaction that you would get to know that if Walmart ran out of food <laughs> I'm 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 fine Almost like when the winter storm came, if you had gas, if you had those things, then you were you were fine. You were OK. You, you mm-hmm. were there was a peace of mind knowing that if I needed to if I if I need it, I got it. I don't you know, I won't have to. And again, that's not living in fear. That's not that's not saying, uh, 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 you know, uh, being a hoarder or or, 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 or being a conspiracy theory and say, oh, it's going to I need to have eight years of supplies because I, I, you know, when it, when it hits the fan, you know, I'll, I, I'll have everything. I'll have all this together. And that's fine. I mean, you can, if you, if you want to, to, to if that's the stance that you want to take, I, you know, Hey, listen, if you have room for eight years of food, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, more power to you. Um, but it's more like I said, it's more so, you know, when I talk about self-sustainability, it's not necessarily uh, thinking with the mindset of what if Walmart runs out of food. It's more so on the mindset of uh, if it does. I know how to grow my own. I know how to catch my own. Mm-hmm. Or, Like you said, even though you said, Mike, I don't you said "Well, I've never done it. I don't know. You might not. You might not actually know. You might not have actually never done it. But I'm pretty safe to say that you have the mental capacity to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I can uh,
0: figure
1: it out. and so uh, you know. Now, if we were collectively to think, how, do you think everybody has the mental capacity to, to figure that out? Maybe Without it starting into, you know, what would those people do? You know, right. that, and that that kind of transfers into those conspiracy theories thing that. You know oh man if i you know if this happens then everybody's going to start the world's going to start robbing and killing and those things of that nature so it gets kind of it gets kind of weird uh uh so that's where i come from with the self-sustainability and those things and and figuring out and and like i said just being able to figure out if that if that happened Uh,
0: okay now i tell you what man not everybody has that mental capacity. And I'm just going to say, just think about, man, when you couldn't find toilet paper 18 months ago.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to, I was going to mention that to you. Yeah, I was going to mention that, you know, they would have told me that, that Texas was going to be out of power and that, you know, it was, we were going to be, you know, uh, 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 run out of toilet paper and 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 uh, Lysol and, and, and you know, those things. I would have said, nah, probably not. But again, it happened. Um uh, yeah, so, so
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Okay. So you're, you're a champion for agriculture. We, we definitely need to understand how important agriculture is to our daily lives. Um, what, what is agricultural literacy? What, what is that? And how much do I need to have?
1: That's just basically saying, you know, the importance of agriculture in your life. You understand the importance of food, fiber, plants, animals. You understand the need for farmers, ranchers, uh, uh, the corn farmers. The, you understand the need and and how that impacts our daily lives. And understanding why they may need, you know, if just say a, you'll see farmers talking about water and 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 water rights and 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 understanding. In your neighbor in our neighborhoods might that if you look sometimes in the drainage they'll say don't put anything down here because these water go back in the pond mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. agriculture literacy you would understand that you know what I, it i may not need to pour this gas down this just because this yeah. might go into a pond and pollute something and those things so that's what agriculture literacy means just like the understanding how agriculture really impacts your daily life And that you're not, like I said, even though you say I I don't farm, I don't fish, but you're not removed so much more. You're not so far removed as you may think in regards to how your life impacts agriculture, even from a voting, you know, and those things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Your life impacts agriculture. So that's basically what agriculture literacy means. Just getting understanding uh, of. the agriculture sector and that we're all a part of agriculture just because we're not farming and we're not growing our own foods. We're very much still a part of it. It still impacts our daily lives. Texas, the, the biggest, you know, a lot of people don't know the biggest cash crop in Texas is cotton. Cotton is the biggest is Texas biggest plant C- cotton. And so and you know,
0: that, that's gotta be East Texas, right?
1: Mm, West Texas,
0: West Texas, West Texas, man, yeah. really? All, Texas. I, all I could think about, man, was because uh, I thought about West Texas, yeah. West you know, Texas. but all I thought about was oil field stuff.
1: Mm-mm, man, West Texas is even South Texas. If you go down to Corpus Christi, if you take mm-hmm. you know you take the coast down, oh man, that's if you get like I said, once you get outside of those Victorias and those, uh, 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 um, like I would say like say. Going away, you're going way past Sugar Land, Lake Jackson, Lake yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. and all those things. But down in there, man, there ain't nothing but, you know, but 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 cotton fields, miles and miles of cotton fields and windmills. Now they got the windmills in them, but even in West Texas, you go once you start going to West Texas, which, you know, pretty much 98 percent of people we know ain't never been past Austin. Um, you know, it, it's I mean, it's just cotton fields of cotton
0: fields of cotton fields so Mm -hmm. i had no idea man so we are affected by agriculture much more than we know so listen y'all man get you some agricultural literacy if if you see the sign on your drain at the end of the street and it it say don't pour the stuff down there man don't be the dude who pours stuff down the drain (laughs) just don't do it man just don't do it okay so let me let me ask you this what are three three things? Three agricultural literacy things that every person should know. Can you give us three? Hmm, okay.
1: Okay, so we talked about one. We talked about the organic GMOs. Okay? You know, organic okay. those organic again, that's just it's, it's just a label. Again, you have to pay for that label. You know, if 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 you see somebody selling something on the side of the road it's probably organic because they grew it themselves, and they probably didn't have a—they probably didn't have the the a lot of the money to buy those expensive chemicals mm-hmm. to put it on there to actually grow it. And so, just because something doesn't say organic, that doesn't mean that it was—it was heavily pesticide and those things of that nature.
0: Okay, let um, me ask this before you before you get to number two. Is local honey really good for your allergies?
1: Yes. Uh, local honey is good for your allergies because, again, those bees pollinate when they when they pollinate, it, it, they're they're local bees, and so they a lot of the pollen and and, and and the allergies that we have, the honey has that in it, and so now, if you start taking honey, you ain't gonna you ain't getting rid really of allergies.
0: Okay, so okay. okay.
1: Don't, don't start eating honey and saying, well, this don't work. I'm still sneezing. I'm going back to taking Zyrtec. You take your Zyrtec. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, But it, 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 it helps, you know, it's not a remedy. It helps your your body will be more used to the, the pollens and the things that you are allergic to that are that, 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 that triggers or that aggravates your your allergies. And so okay. that's all. So it, it helps out that you you may not be, you may not, your nose may not be snotty as long, you know, if you have those, those pollens and those, those things already in you, that's all, you know, you're never going to, you ain't got to take Zyrtec, just get to some
0: local honey, you'll be fine. Nah, it, nah, it, it, ain't, it ain't gonna work exactly like that. Okay. <laughs> like that. All right. Okay. What you got for us? Number two.
1: Uh, let me see, I'm trying to think, um, Oh, agriculture list. Oh, let's stay with the university. Um, I'll give you a good one. Um, agriculture, every, every state, uh, has a school, at least, at least one school, uh, that is in charge of promoting agriculture through, through, through studies, through degrees. OK. Uh, and so we know them as the land grants, which is the 1862s. Uh, southeastern states have 1890s. And so the 1862s, the, the, the Land Grant Act, the, 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 the United States said every state will have a school that will teach the common man how to, to form and to live a, a, a farming life. Back in 1862, again, you have Walmart in 1862. So if you wanted food, you had to pretty much grow it yourself. Okay. And if they did have a Walmart, you wouldn't go have 10 fruits in there. You're going to have the local fruits and the local vegetables, and that was it. So you wouldn't go have the ginger from all these other places and the bananas from all, and the star fruit from over here and all those things like that. You're mm-hmm. going to have the local fruits, in the local season and that was it simple life and so every state has a agricultural and mechanical university okay okay every state has uh now in that am that agriculture side that's the agriculture the mechanical side i do you I, I i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you a, a i'll give you another one on the agriculture every school that has am they have to teach at least four things they'll teach agriculture mechanical, ROTC, and nursing. So every A&M school, they have to have those four to be an A&M school. So we know LSU, Texas A&M, the a and school in Arkansas, is University of Arkansas, Oklahoma State, New Mexico State, Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, University of Tennessee, uh, the University of Georgia, the University of Florida. So all those those big 1862 schools they have those four things they have to do the all you know I those four well in 1890 once the slaves were free states had an option that's what a lot of people don't remember states had an option to say hey listen y'all got to let these black people in these schools
0: or we just or create, create their or,
1: or create a school for them yeah yeah <laughs> so you let these people you let these people in these schools or you create a school for them well pretty much 13 states in the south and at that time that's pretty much where 98 percent of, of blacks were so i can't say well you know well washington state they didn't want blacks well yeah, yeah There
0: yeah, a, a whole lot of black folks up there if any
1: <laughs> a lot of black folks in washington so those states like that, like hey listen hey we hey, we just had two we could let we and, and, and surprisingly enough, those states that did, they did. They was like, we just got two of them. Y'all come on. You know, yeah. so, uh, uh, but the, you know, the, 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 the Kentuckys, the Arkansas, the Oklahoma, the Texas, Louisiana said, you know what? We gonna give them their own school. That's where you get the Southerns, the Prairie Views, the Langstons, mm-hmm. the Alcorns, the Alabama AMs, the Fort Valley, the South Carolina States. Those things. And again, they're they are charged with again those four. Agriculture, mechanical arts, ROTC, nursing. And I almost want to even say education. I'm, I'm almost certain the education, maybe it may be education, maybe it will. Teacher training. Uh, and so that's you know, so every state. Okay. Another thing that people don't know. And kind of going back to what you said, Mike. I've never, grow, I've never grown anything. I've never, I've never raised anything. I've never did anything agriculturally remotely. Well, guess what? Do you know that they have people that are paid with your tax money to train you and to offer you assistance into doing all of those things? Really, they're called extension agents. Okay. Okay. They're called extension agents. In every county, anywhere you go, any state you live, has an extension agent that can teach you how to grow things, how to raise things, <clears throat> how to care for things, how to can things, how to do these things, how to how to eat proper, how to how to to live proper, how you know how to take care of yourself. They're called extension agents, and they're in every county. Your tax dollars pay for those guys. They pay their salaries, guys and gals. And so every county, anywhere you go, has it. Those extension agents are extensions from those universities that we just talked about. Okay. And so how that works is the, re- the research scientists at Prairie View will research how to care for goats. That research that he conducted, he then gives it to the extension agent in Harris County. He takes the training and then that extension agent goes to the local goat producer in Houston and tells them, hey, listen, you may need a, you know, this helps your goats. This does it. We may want to use these practices. Okay. If you go and say, you know what? I want to start growing tomatoes. I live in Houston. I want to start growing tomatoes in my backyard." Well, guess what? There's probably already a a guide that tells you how to grow tomatoes in your backyard in Harris County, Texas. If you want to even go further, you can actually call the guy because his name and information's on that pamphlet that can tell you, "Hey, listen, this is how you do it." And guess what? They may have a workshop that will show you this is how you do it. And if you take it further, he may he or she may be able to go to your house. And look and say, yeah, you're doing that wrong. And these are all free services. Again, oh, your tax dollars pay for these extension agents to do those things. And so, That's good. That's good. you know, you don't have to learn from, you know, a, a, YouTube, a YouTube. Heck, a lot of them are on YouTube now. They use YouTube as a a a as a, as a, a media to get that information out. And so sure. using your extension agents, a lot of this stuff is, you know, you don't have to figure it out on your own. So that's kind of like say agricultural literacy, understanding agriculture and, and 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 again, how the access that you have to it and that we're all not really really far away from it.
0: Okay. Man, that that's important information. So every county, every county, every, every county, county has an extension agent. So if I live in Louisiana, mm-hmm. I have one in my parish.
1: Yeah, Lafayette Parish. Okay, so Lafayette yeah. Parish, yeah, you're going to have the, you're going to have the LSU guy. The LSU gal, LSU gal, gal gal. Okay. Okay. Now, remember, we talked about the 1862 schools and we talked about the 1890 schools. So let me, okay. So with the 1862, the big, the PWIs, they are 100% for sure in every county. Okay. Okay. Now, when I say every county, now, if you go to like those small rural counties, the person may be in charge of multiple counties. I probably have an area gotcha. right so it may be one guy you talk about those tangible those those parishes up north Winsboro, those things those Grant parishes and those things mm-hmm. of that nature those are very small so it may not and, and what they do is they base those extension agents upon how many people that lives in the county so obviously harris county texas going to have way more extension agents than Dimmit county which is west texas okay. okay 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 that's the that's the big schools that's the texas a m so texas a m university and college station has an extension agent every county. School now things. the 1890s, the black, the the, the the black schools, the HBCUs, you know, those things. They're only gonna have extension agents primarily in counties that have a large population of black people. Thank you. Okay. So those are only going to be in your Harris counties, your Dallas counties, uh uh uh, those things of that nature uh uh uh, um the san antonio kind of bexar bexar i think some you know those counties the the high populations of 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 black and brown population so those are going to be in those counties so i would think lafayette may have a they may have a southern university extension agent in lafayette but they may serve opelousas
0: lafayette on down that way okay okay man Doug, that is, man, that's that's great. This is this is the reason why I wanted to make sure that we had this conversation today, that it was recorded, that people can watch and listen to it. Get some agricultural literacy, Doug. Is there anything that keeps you up at night, man? Um,
1: like I said, my 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 kids, my two boys, I got three kids. I got a seventeen year old and an nine. Uh, Eight and a nine-year-old. My two youngest boys are on the autism spectrum. And so, uh, you know, they are uh, uh, exceptional kids. Uh, uh, Autism in itself is a a, a neurological uh, 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 disorder. Um, It's almost like I try to explain it to people. If the normal functioning person, if we're connected like this, we have 10 fingers and we're connected, me and you are connected like this mm-hmm. you know, we are typical we're typical what a person with autism is they got all ten of the the fingers, but they may not all be connected-, mm-hmm. so they got the abilities, yeah, but they're not connected like ours, okay, and okay. so that is different from a person that may have a mental a mental capacity where they may not have that finger because right. they they you know but a typical person with autism they got all of them they're just they're not they're not connected together that's a visual that's like i try to explain it as a visual that's because I, you know there's that's there's technical terms of those things of that nature but i try to explain it as a visual that you know these a, a, a person with autism spectrum may and again and i say it's a spectrum because like they may be dead for they may be that far yeah. Because their yeah. spectrum doesn't really my my eight my nine year old, my 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 eight year old, you won't know he's on the spectrum,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he's pretty atypical. He talks, okay. answers, he's in regular school. Mm-hmm. You unless you study some an individual with autism, you won't never know. So he's you know he's probably more like this. My middle kid, Dougie, he's a, he's nine years old. Ah, uh, Doug is kind of nonverbal. Now he'll tell you he wants something, but he won't engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, he he looks normal, he acts normal. He he's, you know, if you te- if you tell him to go put his shoes on a tray, he'll put his shoes. You tell him to you know do these things, he'll do those things. So, you know, there's some. It's just that he again he won't engage in conversation or anything of that nature. Uh, and so, you know, being a father with 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 two kids on on the spectrum that that's a learn you have to okay you have to learn okay well hmm, you know i have these kids i have to be champion for, for 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 your kids and so you you have you learn to you learn what their world is about you know yeah. uh you know you don't none of us you know nobody you know says man I, i'm gonna have kids and you know i mean i hope my kids be on the autism spectrum man because that's something you know you so when you when that comes to some people it it, it it shocks them man it, you know it, some people don't handle that well yeah, uh, yeah. uh and it's like i said you have to learn you know to 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 understand your kids and and to understand oh i thought oh, and to understand you know the, the world that you're going to have to champion for them yeah and so you know and like i said that's what keeps me up you know it's, it's more so not necessarily i know that they're fine when i because i'm you know because you know i know that i'm going to champion them for the rest of my life you know and so may you know so the 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 i guess the what keeps me up at night is what happens you know when there's cuz are going to be a time again i'm i'm a real I'm a realist person i you know i, mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. at things from a reality standpoint what happens at a time when i won't be able to care for them so I try to do as best we try to make sure that they get as much therapy and the and the and the and the and the resources that they need, so where they'll be self-sufficient when it's time for them to be self-sufficient. And the earlier that you can get your kids th- detected and and, and 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 get these services, the better. Because me and my wife are both teachers, and she can tell you, she can sit in the classroom and say yeah your mom and dad that kid has autism and his mom and dad denied it and didn't get this kid help versus yes that kid mom and dad saw it early got the kid help because the kid can the kid can function the kid has function the kid, it'll never get here but they'll be able to function with you know with the with the with the, with the skills that they have okay and so yeah, so that's, like I said, that's that's kind of what, that, you know, I worry about those things and more so, man, worry about parents. Again, like I said, man, just listen, I, I got kids on the spectrum. I know how kids on the spectrum look. And you'll see some kids and those things, and even my wife, she'll be like, I, you know, I know that that kid is on, that parent needs to get that kid examined. They need to get that kid in and... But she like that. It'll be denial, Mike. It'll be nah, my kid. He'll yeah. He'll be fine. There's nothing wrong with him. They'll be fine. She'll be fine. He'll be fine. And it's nothing. It's, you're just really, really preventing that kid in in the future.
0: That's good, man. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely appreciate mm-hmm. that. All right. So now this is moving us into this next segment. This is where we talk about recommended books, recommended music. So let's start off with books. What okay. are you reading right now, or what books? have you read that you would recommend for us? Um, I got it with me. I was reading it earlier. Hold on, hold on.
1: Okay. Right here, man. This guy, uh, General Honoré, actually, he's a, he's a Southern graduate and agriculture sure. grad, uh, talks about leadership in a new normal in the, in the world that we live in and, I like it because it's, it's just, it's no nonsense leadership. You know, it's, everybody has a job to do. <laughs> Make sure that they do it. <laughs> you know, these are the, you know, this is, this is, this is how you lead them. This is how, you know, his definitions of leadership, making sure you willing, getting people to willingly do basically what they're supposed to do. Uh, and, 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 and again, in the new normal where we got internet, you know, and how it, it it how internet and 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 media really helps if you use it for the good and right. the access to it, and and so it's it's a like I said, it's a really really good book. He says it's a short course because again it, it's it's a short course. It's not a long read. It's I mean like I say it's very very straightforward. Um, he talks about even some of the programs at SUNO for for uh, uh, black men, uh, and so. Very, very good book, and it's a, a like I said, if you want a, a good book in leadership that's not very, very long to read. I think he's from Lafayette. Some from Lafayette area. Um it's a very, very good book to read on on leadership. Very, very straightforward, easy to read. A whole bunch of nuggets in there, man. Uh, I highlighted so many things in there that he talks about. Um uh and so very, very good book. And he has key points to, you know, clip notes at the end very, very short book on leadership that you'll keep a reference. Literally is almost like a reference, uh, just okay. because of how it's okay. written and how well it's it's uh it's it's detailed. Um so that's more I guess if I'm professionally reading, uh, you know, uh, being in in education and being in, in in if I'm not reading the student's paper, man, or or editing a journal article or something like that, I <laughs> you know, I get a lot of time to do. Uh, leisure reading leisure reading yes, yeah so i did read a book it's called empire of the summer moon okay I'm a, if i wasn't a if if i wasn't if i wasn't in agriculture i would probably be a geography slash history professor okay
0: uh
1: because i i i like that stuff I, I you know i like i i especially geography geography you know, those things. I mean, I like, I like that Uh, history. I I like, you know, the, the the American history. Anyway, Empire Summer Moon is about the Comanche Indians in Texas. And basically, the Comanche Indians were like the uh, NWA of of, of Native Americans tribes. I mean, they were nomads, so they didn't stay in one place. And literally, They were the particular reason why the American expansion was limited because they were basically nomads that went from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to northern Colorado, just literally just (laughs) owning the place. And all of the settlers would try to go west and expand. And so, but it talks about how one, they, they, the book talks about it's, it's a history book, but it's also a story book. I think that's why it's so good. It won a Pulitzer. I mean, it's a very, very good book if you into that. If you're into that, that you know mm-hmm. that history stuff and about Native Americans and those things. Honestly, it's such a good book, even if you're not into it. He's going to the author going to keep you engaged because it's some. I mean, it's, it's based upon truth. It has documents, but anyway, the last great Comanche chief quana actually, his mother, the they they kidnapped her, and 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 brought her into the tribe, and you know, and he and she had it, she had him, and he became the you know the last uh, chief of the the, the Comanche, and uh, and so, yeah, that 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 was a, another good book. Uh, I read that one about a year or two ago, and uh, yeah, it was. I'm telling you, yeah, it. They those Comanche Indians, man. Were, <laughs> yeah. there there's some stories in there, man. Those guys, those, yeah. That that tribe was a, yeah. They wouldn't having Thanksgiving dinner with them. I guarantee, yeah. They were going to kill everybody. They wouldn't yeah. know Thanksgiving piecemeal. No, they're going to kill everybody. They weren't going to kill. They weren't going to kill the, the babies. But they wasn't taking them.
0: Yeah, so it's like, a, you know, <laughs> of the Native yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to order that book today.
1: Cause Cause I'm I mean, telling you, man, I guarantee you would not, anybody, uh, a book about Native Americans and the history of Native Americans. And again, there, the, there's a story about it. I guarantee you, you don't have to be a history, you don't have to be a history major. You don't have to be, you're going to, I guarantee you, the, you, when you start reading it, you ain't putting it down. Gonna you to be. it down
0: okay all right what about music
1: i'm all i'm all over the place with music uh I've, I've always been that way like i said i i can be listening to donny hathaway the collection
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then i can turn it to some some rap music i can listen to again I'm, okay so i'm from Gal i'm from Galveston, texas like i said my dad lived 45 minutes from houston uh lake charles like i said already was already influenced by houston so I'm I, I'm I'm a Houston historian when it comes to anything out of out of out of Texas, um, and so I've always stayed true to that. And so anytime something any uh, that a Houston orders would put out, I was always on top of it. But like I said, yeah, I, I tell my kid I'm I'm 43. Yeah, I, I still listen to rap. Now I don't listen to a lot of the rap, but I'm still I still listen to I still listen to my. I still get my, my dosage of, of, of rap music. Uh R and B you wanna call it or whatever. But yeah, I, I still get my, my, my dosage of it. Uh can't listen to some of it with the kids, but on my drive home, I would listen to my I still listen to my rap music. Uh uh but you know, Big Pokey just came out with an album. You know, some people okay, who was that? But anybody who knows Houston rap. I ain't got to explain that to him.
0: That Another is.
1: guy, Houston, uh, uh, California. Another guy, Larry June. An uh, independent artist, you know, put out his own music and those things of that nature. Listen to him. He just came out with a mixtape. Uh, like I say, obviously, I, everybody knows Donnie Hathaway. So I don't really got to explain that that person. Right, but I'll right. listen to a Donny Hathaway, a Curtis Mayfield. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of, surprisingly, if you listen to those people, a lot of the rappers today, they're just sampling their music. So you listen okay. to Curtis Mayfield or Donny Hathaway, you'll say, did I just hear that song on the radio? Well, you heard the sampling of it because somebody probably sampled it. Uh, and so, you know, music, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I, I'm just, a, I'm all over the place with music, man. So it just, you ask me this, now you can ask me the same questions tomorrow and I, it, it'd be something. I have a different answer. It'd be a different answer, It'd be A different answer,
0: man. It's all good. So I know you're not a big podcast guy. Um, not a big social media guy, but that's okay. I'm glad that, that I've had you here on this podcast. So if people listen, y'all, y'all need to hear th- this wisdom, Doug, you, man, you have given us so much good stuff, man. I'm definitely, as soon as we're cool. done recording, I'm gonna go back and listen to this again because I got to go back and, and take some more notes. But listen, this brings us to the lightning round, all right? Mm-hmm. So I got about 10 random questions, man. I'm going to just all throw right. them out there. Hit me back with an answer as fast as you can, all right? All right. First question, man, this one's kind of corny, all right? But is it true that only you can prevent forest fires? No. Describe your teenage self in three words. Uh
1: silly funny and shy
0: okay just interesting dynamic but yeah if you could have a superpower what would it be and why
1: if i had a superpower i would the the ability to read minds And probably so. People say, with the ability to read minds, you just walk around reading minds. No, that would prevent me from talking to certain people because I would, if I knew what they were thinking, I would just keep walking. I just Just keep keep it moving.
0: Keep it moving. moving.
1: Nope. Don't want to talk to that person today. Nope. Don't want to talk to that person today. Nope. Don't. I just keep going. (laughs)
0: That's good. That's good. Do you own a tractor?
1: I have. No, not at the present moment. But no, I don't, but I can know how to drive them, too.
0: Morning or night person? Morning. Strangest thing you've ever eaten?
1: 24 hours ago, I ate grouper throat. Grouper throats.
0: That's a a grouper is a fish.
1: Right. So. Okay. Not the throat itself. Not the throat itself, and that's a good, that's a story, that's another story, but not the throat itself, but the the meat around the throat, because when you kill it, they, you know, they, they chop the head off, yeah. so that part is gone, but there's meat around the throat that you can cut out, and a man cut it out and brought it to the restaurant, and he fried it, and right when I got to the, my table, the, 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 the guy was bringing it out. And he said, hey, listen, do you want, you know, I, I just caught this. He was a he was a retired guy. He just he was out, I was out in Corpus Christi. So this was on the this was on the island. He's like, I, you know, I caught it this today and those things. And I tried it and it was good. Okay. Grouper throat. Group You group can do snapper throat too, but yeah, that's grouper. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? I'm not saying that you're not, but if you were more famous than you are right now.
1: I'd probably be famous. For telling jokes, maybe. I'd be a yeah. comedian or something, maybe. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, I I second that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the worst haircut you ever had? Who cut it and how old were you?
1: Worst Worst haircut I ever had was actually from a professional barber who was my barber in Lake Charles. But it was only bad because I had w- grease in my hair and he was trying to cut it and he, he kept trying. And so when I was finished, it had literally, it was literally, a, so you know how everybody has a Mohawk now, they, they, you know, yeah. the Mohawk style is back in, I had that in 96,
0: <laughs> but
1: he had messed it up because, and then the, then the guy that was the older guy that was running the shop, asked him and he was like i'll try you know i was trying to do it and it couldn't and, and the older guy rubbed my head and he said go ahead and so he made me go in the bathroom gave me a hot towel i had to literally wipe my head and then the guy came back and, and did it right but he was like don't come in here with greasy hair man you know don't 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 come to the barbershop with greasy hair because it's not going the clippers are not going to yeah not going to catch it you know and so he kept trying to catch it and as he would try to catch it the, the 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 blend just kept going up and so it was finally blended but it was blended like a mohawk oh, and man. so at the time that you know ain't nobody was wearing no mohawks in
0: 96. but now i mean not i'd been right now not at all listen man one of the coldest barbers and he was he was from lake charles man mike Selders. Mike, Selders. i don't know, if you know mike seldas man mike seldas listen tough. You had to make an appointment to get a haircut by Mike Seldes because he was that cold. And he, this dude was so good, he, he was telling people, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not cutting. I ain't cutting today. I, tell you, I lived in a
1: lot of places, man. I lived in a lot of states. And I tell you, I, I've tell people, I tell my, t- matter of fact, the barber that I have now in, da- in Dallas, he's from Shreveport. I'll tell you, pound for pound, you ain't messing with a lot of Louisiana barbers.
0: Hey man, listen. listen. I don't have no hat today, but if I did, I'm telling you, man, I'd be, I'd be real picky. All right, here we go. What's the worst commercial that you've ever seen, and what made it so bad?
1: It was a Super Bowl commercial.
0: I don't remember. You
1: may have to remember, but literally, they just had like this little—you know—the the monkeys with the uh, like the, the the temp, like the little monkey, wind them up, uh-huh. and they had the the, the clash of cymbals. And the commercial came on and it just was, they just showed this monkey just clashing them symbols like this. Nothing else. It oh, just man. was the monkey They just clashing the symbols. I and mean. then after they said, we've just wasted $2 million, uh, but you don't have to waste it if you do your investment with us or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Doug,
0: did, was you ever like believe, did you ever believe in Santa Claus?
1: Yes. Even when... I- even when I didn't get presents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, woo! All right, last question, man. All right. One Item. Name one item you cannot live without.
1: One item I cannot live without. Cell phone would be so easy. So I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say cell phone. That would cell cell phone would be too easy. That that would be too easy. Uh, one item I say that I could not live without would be. My 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 power drill. Okay. My power drill, man. I, I you know it's I work with my hand. Okay. So I, I
0: okay. yeah, I, I yeah Yeah. i spoken like a true power. country boy. True country well, yeah. boy. Well yeah. Alright man, this brings us to the very last segment of this conversation. It's called You Didn't Ask.
1: You didn't ask.
0: Okay. All right. This segment is which Uh, this segment is where you get to give any unsolicited advice that you would like to give. Nobody asked, but you're going to give it to them anyway. Hence, you didn't ask. So what do you have for us?
1: Uh, My unsolicited advice would be uh, no answer is actually an answer. Um, uh, Or Um, even if you don't know, don't, don't, if someone asks you for advice or someone someone asks you something, uh, don't tell, don't tell them no, uh, um. Tell them either to ask somebody else, or t- tell them yes, uh, because no is de- is definitive. It's terminal.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And so no will no will it will it will it won't it end. And so a no answer is will will end. No, I no, so I went ask somebody else. Well, sometimes people will trust in you. Or you will be that, that deciding factor. You may be that deciding factor. I'm going to ask this person. And if they say no, that's, that's it. it. Okay. So even it if you dream don't. Killer. Right. Even, yeah. No, will you will you will kill somebody's dream. And you may not even know it if you tell them no. Which you say, well, why, what where does it come in? I'll wrap it up for you you never ask, you say, you never ask, you never ask how I got to Southern. I only went to Southern because the girls in my English four class, we used to take these trips to go to these like colleges because they were going to college.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they would come back on Monday morning and talk about it in class at English four. And so one day they just turned to us and said, where y'all going to school? And we were like, "Um, where y'all going? And they were like, we're going to Southern. And we were like, that's where we're going. We're going to Southern. Yeah. <laughs> and so my mom will tell you, my mom didn't know that I was going to Southern until, and I was in a band. So we had to, I was at Southern two weeks early before anybody else. My mom didn't know I was going to Southern until like that Friday before she was supposed to bring me. Wow. And so she didn't say, and I kind of got that from my mom and, and their story because my mom didn't tell me I couldn't go to Southern. Because if my mom would have said no, if she have said, boy, you ain't, you ain't going to Southern. I ain't got no money for you to pay to go to Southern. I I, I wouldn't have went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I just wouldn't have went. Yeah. And so my mom was like, okay, when you, you need to go. And I she, she said, I didn't know how you were going to pay. Because my mom, you know, my mom went to like a, junior college, but my mom didn't even know about scholarships, paying for school or anything of that nature. Hell, I didn't even know about that. I just knew that the girls in my class were going and my band director was from Southern. So he was telling me again, he's young and green, so he doesn't know. So he's like, Yeah, yeah, I can go. He didn't say, wait a minute, you took your ACT, you did it, you did your fast, but you did all these things. He was like, yeah, yeah, I can go. So the girls was like, y'all going? I was like, yeah. My band director was saying you can go. My mom was like, so my mom would have told me no I wouldn't win. It ain't no probably or yeah, I would have defied. No, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't win. I just wouldn't it. So I always tell that story. You know, don't if don't tell them no. Just you know, give either steer them somewhere else. But be careful about telling telling people no because they could be asking you. You could be the deciding factor. So that's it.
0: You didn't ask, but there it is, Doug. Man, so much good stuff coming out of this episode, man. I really, truly appreciate your time, brother. Man, yeah,
1: man. Always, man.
0: Always, hey, everybody, always. listen. This is The Network. Again, this is my attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. With each interview, we're building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Today, you just heard from Dr. Doug LaVar. Every episode is designed to help the mental physical, spiritual, and financial health of black people living in and traveling through America. If you don't do anything else, man, get you some agricultural literacy. Listen, y'all, subscribe to the network. You might need it. Peace. Doug, thank you, man.
1: All right, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I appreciate it.